Hello there, and welcome back to the She Built This podcast. So this month, November 2023, as we sort of wrap up this year, or get ready to wrap up this year, I have been kind of loosely focusing on this theme of relationship and reciprocity, how we give to others, how we give to ourselves, you know, all that fun stuff. So through this month and also a little bit into next month, I'm going to be sharing guest conversations with you that I found provide some alternative ideas and perspectives on how to consider the standard planning and organizing and strategizing and all the quote unquote what's next in our businesses and our lives. I find that often myself included, we take a little bit of a more uh, head-centered approach when doing all of that end-of-the-year jazz, or maybe a heart-centered approach is something that's more your speed. But one thing I do think that we sometimes miss in our planning and our what's-nexting is um, our body, a physical approach. And so I wanted to kind of just loosen up the head-centered approach and definitely get into the heart and the body a little bit and offer us maybe a year with a little more flow. And today we are actually going to be talking about, uh, I'd say various types of flows. So we're going to be talking about flowing with the ebbs and cycles of your menstrual cycle. We're also going to be talking about flowing with the ebbs and cycles of the seasons and the moon. So if you hear that and you're like, oh, this sounds too woo-woo, or if you think, oh, I don't have a cycle, this is not for me, I would actually invite you, and this is just an invitation, of course, but I would invite you to stick with this episode for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, if you're in any sort of relationship, friendship or romantic or otherwise with somebody who does have a cycle, who does experience a menstrual cycle, I think that this is going to shed a lot of light on perhaps what they're going through during various times in the month. The other reason I would invite you to keep on listening is that whether you would like to believe it or not, you do have a cycle of some sort. We all do. The earth does. The moon does. We do. And we can actually live more aligned with that cycle. What it starts with is getting quiet and listening to those rhythms and cycles a little bit deeper a little bit more closely. And when we do that, the potential is that we can learn and understand ourselves a whole lot more. Also, who we really are. Not just who we show up as, you know, every now and then, but who we really are. And we can plan our lives and look at planning our lives in a new way, be a little bit more intentional about what we're doing when as it relates to our bodies and our our mind and when we're feeling most creative and things like that. So maybe this episode is for you. Maybe it's for you and you and you and you. Uh, But if this is your first time listening here, I just really quickly want to introduce myself. I am Emily Aborn. I'm the host. Welcome aboard. I'm so happy you're here and I hope you'll stay a long, long while. I also hope that you'll go back and check out some of our past episodes because there are a whole lot of them to choose from. You can kind of just pick and choose what appeals to you. I am a content copywriter. I'm the podcast host of this podcast. She built this as well as the Content with Character podcast. And I am a lover of all things words. And as a lover of all things words, I actually do one of the things that my guest, Bree, in this episode mentions, and that is journaling. I do journaling every single day. 
But after meeting Brie and discovering this resource of hers, I went ahead and downloaded her journal because I really wanted to go a little deeper and get some more insight and clarity on myself. So the link to that journal is going to be in the show notes, and we do mention that in this episode, but I do highly recommend checking it out and, you know, maybe making it part of your day too. And then I guess the only other thing I need to tell you before we just go ahead and introduce her and get into this episode is if you do have little ears around, you might just want to be cognizant. I believe there are one or two swears sprinkled throughout our conversation in here. So just a heads up, listen either with headphones in or sans little ears if you're concerned about them picking up new vocabulary words. So on that note, without further ado, let me introduce you to my guest, Brianna Martinez. CEO of Wild Moon. Brie helps women get in touch with their unique inner wisdom so they can become their most powerful selves. She also leads outdoor adventures for women. Through integrating what she's learned about women's moon cycles, intuition, and the natural world, Brie creates dynamic and heart-centered learning experiences where women can explore and expand the edges of their own abilities and potential. And As I kind of have been talking about in this episode, we're going to talk about how tuning into the wisdom of our cycles, our menstrual cycles, can help us in our business and throughout our life. I hope that you enjoy this one as much as I did. And as always, I hope that it helps you in your relationship with yourself and also with others. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, Bree, and welcome to the She Built This podcast. Hi, Emily. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad we were able to fa- finally make this work. I think it was like a year later, but uh, tis the season, and I think it's going to be just like absolutely perfect timing for what I kind of want to bring to everybody's attention and awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we kind of get into the conversation, I would love for you to just like, tell us a little bit more about you, your backstory, how you got started and also what you do now in your business to help women with issues like these. I'm a wilderness guide and a menstrual cycle awareness guide. So I help women disconnect from societal norms and a lot of the things that we've been taught, the way that we're supposed to be or have to be and reconnect with our own internal energy cycles so that we're living our lives in alignment with our own true authentic selves and having more fulfilling lives on our own terms. Now, did you come to this work because of like something in your own journey that sort of was like, all right, I need to, I need to get a grip on this. Like, tell me a little bit more about what really led you to do this. Yes, there's actually a lot of backstory about how I ended up here, but essentially there have been three major experiences in my life that have created really powerful transformation in my life. And so I've woven those three themes together to create my business Wild Moon and to pass those experiences on to other women for their own transformation. Um, The first one is backpacking. And so my first backpacking trip was a 10-day trip for a college class, and I'd never been backpacking before. But it completely opened my eyes to what freedom feels like in a way of what freedom feels like in my body and my soul in a way that I'd never experienced before. And 
I've never, I've still never experienced anything like that besides being in the wilderness. And so being out there with a group of friends, challenging my body, challenging my knowledge and hard skills and watching out for everyone as a close community, it just left me this feeling of really like, this is what life is about. <laughs> and so I wanted to create experiences for um, women specifically to go out and do that. But then the second part of my journey was when I was in college, I had a friend we were talking in the union building at college and she like bent over and like was gripping her stomach and she goes, Oh, cramps. I love this feeling. And I was just like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. You you're loving your cramps right now. And she was like, yeah, because it reminds me that I feel alive. And so I had been ignoring my cycles for pretty much my whole men's, all my menstrual years. And even as a teenager playing high school or sports really intensively, I had been really excited to just not have a period. And so I, um, when she said that it was like literally this one moment that I can point to in my life where I was like, wow, like I need to figure out what this magic is about in my own body. And from that moment, I just dove into learning everything about cycles that I possibly could. And now I feel so connected to myself in a way that I never even knew was possible when I was a teenager or in my early 20s. And so I want everyone who has a menstrual cycle to be able to feel connected to theirs in a way that that works for them. And because it's such a beautiful gift and it's a gift that we're really we're given this gift by the universe and then just not ever taught what it is or how to tap into it. And I want to change that. And then the third experience is connecting with nature. And even though it sounds really cliche, uh, we are all one <laughs> with everything. And I think that's something that we also lose sight of in our culture. We're very individualistic. And so everything in nature is connected to us in some way, including other human beings. And so when I allow myself to expand my awareness to account for all of that, I can tap into something in myself that's deeper than just me. It's this universal oneness that's just so amazing. And there's so much magic there that is is way more than you can even talk about in one podcast. Um, but that's sort of the short version. And so I weave those three things, the backpacking, the women's menstrual cycles, and the nature connection practices into Wild Moon. So when and can start experiencing this for themselves. That's so beautiful already to think about the connection with ourselves and the connection with nature. And also I imagine that freedom, a lot of it came from like being like, oh, nothing in this little digital universe matters as much as I think it does. I would, I, I have two questions about my, I'm going to start with like, what did it mean to ignore your cycle? Who just forget it that it was there just to try and be the same person every day to try and mm. put in a hundred percent or 200 percent energy like I'm a very I'm a Leo I'm a very fiery person and so especially in my teenage years it was like I wanted to go do everything play sports all the time you know never let myself rest and there was also a lot of uh you know trying to perform for school for you know just that that a hundred percent all the time productivity ethic that we get from school and things like that. And so it really was just hundred percent production all the time. <laughs> Holding ourselves to that same exact standard every single day, expecting we're going to mm -hmm. show up the exact same person every single day when we have mm -hmm. like this whole array that our bodies are literally going through every single month. Now I am the opposite of you. There is no way in hell I can ignore my cycle because mm -hmm. it makes itself a very clear. <laughs> and I want to know what the gift is because I'm like, <laughs> there is no gift here. <laughs> this is yes. not fun. <laughs> yes. I love hearing that because 
that's it's just so beautiful to to know that we can shift that awareness because I was exactly the same way. I was like, there is no gift here. Like, I don't want to experience it. And um, so the gift is that we can feel we can disconnect, like I said, from society and feel what's going on for ourselves and let that guide us. And to know, I think it's really knowing on a really deep level that yes, lying down on the floor right now is the best thing for me. And nobody else can tell me otherwise, because I know in my body and you can't, you can't change that. And so I think that we, we let ourselves bend to other people to the societal norms to the urge to produce things like that and so um when we're able to get really inside our bodies which takes a, a while you know it's not going to be a, a quick just from listening to this podcast um it's not going to be like a oh yes now i feel connected to my cycle or something it's for me it was a process of at least two years of regularly journaling my menstrual cycle and just being like so much in amazement at the cycles that i was seeing to the point where i couldn't ignore it anymore it was just like yeah Day 21, I'm going to like want to rip someone's face off. <laughs> and so I need to like, you know, listen to myself in that phase and maybe just not be around people that day. <laughs> oh my so. God. Okay. So somehow I am so happy we're having this conversation. I have somehow managed to schedule my life the complete opposite of my cycle. So mm -hmm. meaning I will put it, I will put something on my calendar that says like period day. And I'm like, okay, that's the week. I'm like, not going to do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. No it always happens that that is the week that everything is going on. And like, I have to be places and do things and I feel terrible and I'm just like slogging through. So how can we start? Like, maybe it would be helpful for the listeners to kind of go through the different phases and talk about, like you said, day 21, because I feel that too. I'm like, mm -hmm. someone's gonna die today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So how can we, like, maybe we can start, like, how do we start shifting and thinking about the different phases and like, what kind of is in each phase? Yeah. So the first thing I like to say is that this is really a bottom-up approach, not a top-down approach. And what I mean by that is we need to learn from our own bodies what feels good to us in the moment. And I think of it kind of like surfing. I love this analogy. And I don't really actually surf on a board, but I've done a lot of body surfing in the ocean where you're standing in the ocean and you're waiting to feel that swell like carry you at the right moment because if you dive too early or dive too late <laughs> you miss it right and you don't get the ride that you're expecting you either get tumbled or you're just like floating in the ocean or something and so that's really what it is like for us is like we have to feel that swell within ourselves and ride that swell and know also when that swell is like fading off and um follow that as well like so you're on the beach you don't want sand all in your bathing suit now right so, yeah <laughs> so stop riding the wave <laughs> right exactly exactly so that's really the the bottom up approach and we're going to talk about this from the top down approach just because this is you know how i can give out the information easily but i don't want people to go out and and like take notes on this and be like okay so week one, I have to be this way. Week two, I have to be this way. Because this is really just a framework and we're all so, so, so different. And so I want people to really look at the framework and be like, huh, okay, so I'm feeling this right now. Like I feel really low energy and it's like 
this framework is telling me that I'm supposed to be at high energy. I wonder why that is. And so, and then, and follow it after a couple of months and be like, okay, well, I guess I saw that last month that was because I burned myself out during my period. I did too much during my period. And so I didn't have the energy that I was meant to have during the high totally. part of my cycle. So it's really, I want people to really pay attention with your senses, you know, like what is your hunger? Like, what is your thirst? Like, what is your social uh, ability like are like what's your sexual desire like in in every day and but I will talk from the top down approach but like I said I don't want people to to think this is set in stone <laughs> thank you for that reminder and I I mean like just adding on another question like I I there are lots of things out there there's a book called um fast like a girl by Mindy Pels and it mm-hmm. is that sort of structure and so i'm just going to be like fully dis- disclose like i've been following that like to it i'm the kind of person that you're like here's a map and i'm like every step i must yes. follow if it, if it relates to my body i'll say that like if, mm-hmm. if somebody else tries to tell me what to do no thank you yeah. but um if it relates to like me and my health and my body i'm like i will follow this plan exactly mm-hmm. so I'm noticing now as you're talking this through, like maybe that's not actually my best resource. Like maybe my best resource comes from inside. And there's a lot of wisdom that we can pull from other places. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, we really have to sit with our our own experience and look at what that looks like and create our own plan. Yes, 100%. And this is also just a side note. This is p- partly why I do the nature connection stuff as well, because nature connection is very sense-based. So we're sensing breeze on our faces we're sensing um like what are the colors that we're seeing we're sensing smells on the wind things like that and that ability to tune into what we're actually experiencing is so important for something like menstrual cycle awareness where it's like we really need to know um what's going on in our own bodies because we're so good at dissociating and just being like what's going on outside of us you know So yeah, it's again, really important to, and meditating to things like that, where we're just tuning into what's, what are we feeling inside ourselves? Um, and so for, I'll, I'll start by going through the four phases. So just an overview phase, the, the phase that I think of as phase one is the follicular phase. And the follicular phase is really the first whole first half of the cycle. But I think of it as the, the time after bleeding, you've just finished your period basically, And so you might feel a little lighter. You've just shed all that blood. um, And this may feel like a time for new things for you in your business or something like that. This might be a great time to try out something new in your business that you've never done before. Um, Your anxiety in this phase could be a little bit lower. You might feel a little more bold. And so something that is, is new might feel more exciting rather than scary, which is kind of cool. Or like I said, we all experience things differently. You could feel more anxious now because you felt really comfortable with your own quiet inward energy during menstruation. And you now need to have some grace with yourself as you're coming out of your bleeding time. Like, okay, like let's go a little slower here. So again, like the energy that we're experiencing is an ascending energy. So cycles are essentially... um, a predictable pattern of energy where we have an ascending energy and a descending energy. So for our menstrual cycles, the ascending energy is the follicular phase as we're coming out of menstruation. And we can think about this as like an inner spring feeling. So I like to tie these in with the inner seasons, which I got from the book Wild Power, which is an amazing book and totally my Bible these days. Um, And so we can liken that to a feeling of inner spring, you know, when all like in nature, all the little buds are coming up and things are new and fresh and totally like 
tender as well. So fresh and exciting, but also very tender. So there's this feeling of like, okay, you know, like you're coming out and experiencing new things, but also you don't have to go super hard yet. Um, And so again, that's where it's like, listen to your own body. Cause for me, I know that I feel like way more exciting. Like I just kind of feel like a sort of a fuck it energy, like, okay, whatever, you know? And, but I, I have friends who are like, yeah, I feel like I need to really emerge out of this phase really slowly. So we're both we're both experiencing an ascending energy, but the way that we're responding to it is different and unique to our own selves. Mm, well said. So phase two, we have the ovulatory phase, and we can liken this to an inner summer feeling. So this is when physically we're most fertile in our bodies and inwardly we might feel really magnetic. So this is kind of our body's way of telling us to go out and make connections, be social, um, maybe get pregnant. You know, evolutionarily, this is like the time when it's like, okay, go make babies. We don't need to use this energy to get pregnant every month, obviously. So we can use that energy to bring other gifts into the world as well. The creative gifts, you know, a baby is very creative. Yes. Right. But we also can create other things too. And so this can be a great time to put something out into the world. So maybe you had a new idea during your inner spring and you kind of percolated on it. You were like, yes, throwing out all these new ideas. This could be a really good time to launch that, you know, if you had the time to do it, or it could take a couple cycles or whatever, you know, again, this is not very, this is not linear here. (laughs) Like there are cycles within cycles as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, so it could feel really good to launch something because you have this magnetism. And so, you know, talking with people about it might feel really great and people might feel really drawn to you. Um, and so we, we also can have this this optimistic energy, this feeling of like, oh, yes, things are going to grow. So it could feel really great to put things out at that time because of that as well. And also, you might be able to pour that last little bit of magic or creativity into your offering uh, because the spring and summer are a very creative time with that growing energy, the ascending energy, and before your energy starts to dip into the second half of your cycle. Um, you might feel really, really social. So this could be a great time to set up meetings with people or get togethers or go do an event or things like that. Uh, at this part of my cycle, I usually feel way more articulate in the spring and summer than I do at other times. I especially noticed this when I was a personal trainer and I had to like literally be talking to somebody and explaining an exercise like my entire day. Like during my summer, I was like, yes, I like nailed that. We had such a good session. And then my my fall, winter, it was like, uh, like I literally just like couldn't get my words out. Yesterday so I was things... trying to make a sentence. I'm like, my brain fell out my uterus. So I am so sorry. <laughs> exactly. Yes. No, so I didn't are... say that to a client. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish you would. That'd be so great. Um, but those are things that we can learn through the menstrual cycle awareness practice and through journaling, like I mentioned. And this could also be the ovulation time could be a really great time to connect with our gratitude about where we are and how far we've come and just take a moment to take it all in. I really think about ovulation as like a moment of feeling of arrival. Mm-hmm. So the the inner spring has this transition feeling and that's really similar to the autumn where there's a transition feeling. So like things aren't so stable, you know, it's like there's an ascending energy, but it's not a stable ascending energy. And then in the ovulation, it's like this feeling of peak energy and arrival and and a moment to to sit and just be like, wow, like, let me look around right now. And how long is that? Like, what, three days of the month? You're yeah, like, Yay. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and arrived. so, yeah. <laughs> but of course, there's that feeling of, you know, like being able to to sense that um, 
that changing feeling all the time. You know, if you if you think about mm-hmm. a circle, you know, like if you take any one point on the circle, I also tie this in with math because I was I loved calculus in high school. But if you take a point on a circle and try and find the slope of it, what you do is you find like the the tangent between or like the you know, the segment between two points next to it. And then you try and get closer and closer and closer to it. And so there's this point on the line where that energy is going straight off the circle, basically. And that's what I think about when we're like, we have that runaway energy of like, instead of following the curve of the circle, we're taking an energy at one point and going straight with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we have to feel the curve of the circle and follow that energy and notice like, okay, well, I'm coming into ovulation. So even though it is only three days, I'm feeling that energy a little bit before and a little bit after too. And so it's like, yeah, there's no changeovers. Like there's no like, okay, today I'm this and tomorrow I'm this, you know, like we have to ride it. So. Okay. Yeah. Well um, said. Like- All right. What do we got for phase <laughs> for phase three? Um, oh, and then just one more thing on the, oh, the yeah. phase two, the ovulation is again, like some people might feel really anxious in this phase because they don't like to be out there and be seen. Like if, if being seen is a, a feeling that you're comfortable with, um, that might, you might love this phase. And if not, you might hate this phase. Like, I just want to be back in my menstruation cave and we all have like our own home season. And so we have to honor that as well, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> I think I like summer. Yeah, I'm <laughs> in totally, all aspects of my life. Just make to- an eternal summer. <laughs> I'm totally a summer person too. Um, so yeah, but I like to recognize that because we're just not all the same, you know. And yeah. I think sometimes I get biased towards. I'm like, oh yeah, everybody loves summer, but it's not always true. Um, and so phase three is the premenstrual or inner autumn, and this is the phase that I think a lot of us are most familiar with, like. If you say to anybody PMS, they know what PMS is, mm-hmm. right? And it gets a really bad rap because it, this is a time when we may feel really unstable. It's descending energy and it's also a transitional energy. So it's very unstable and descending. And there's nothing wrong with descending except for the fact that our culture has put so much emphasis and value on ascending energy and youth and vibrancy and all those things. But we can't have all that without the other side of the circle. You really can't have a circle without both sides, right? Right. And so we we are just cyclical beings. We can't get away from that. No matter how hard we try, we cannot. Um, and so this is the luteal phase, which happens after ovulation. And your estrogen and t- testosterone are dropping quickly. Your progesterone still rising. Like if you look at a menstrual phase chart of your hormones, like there's like a little bit of roller coasteriness that happens there. Like when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that's where the roller coaster feeling comes from, you know, because yeah. our body is changing really significantly. And if you look at the first half of our cycle, it's like estrogen is rising like steadily, you know, and then you get to the second half. It's like boom, 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 boom. So um, there, there could be a lot of a feeling of instability at this time, a, a feeling of change. And also when we feel change, I think we get scared because we, we like to feel comfortable and change can just feel scary. And at this time, the inner critic can come out. And so in business, um, having an inner critic is really painful sometimes. Right. <laughs> um, but also really important because, it can point out to us things that are not working well um, or things that we might want to change. And so rather than being indiscriminately just hard on ourselves and being like, this sucks, this sucks, I suck, um, we can look at it and be like, okay, I'm feeling like this sucks. 
why, instead of just being hard on myself, why does it suck? Like, let's pull that apart and really have some presence with it and be like, how can I change this? Let's get out the problem solving mindset rather than just diving into like, um, this isn't working. Therefore I suck. (laughs) Um, so I think I'm going to start telling my clients like, sorry, I will not be accepting edits in the Luliel face. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. I already have enough edits going on. (laughs) Yes, totally. Yeah. And so being gentle with ourselves, like, um, like you were mentioning, like, you know, trying to block out your, your menstrual phase. So for me, I've noticed that honestly, when I hit my menstrual phase, and again, this is very unique. So I'm not saying that everybody will feel this way. When I hit my menstrual phase, as soon as I hit day one, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like I'm good, mm-hmm. you know? And I do need to hold myself back a little bit to to give time for my body to rest and recover because that is what menstruation is about. Like you're shedding stuff, you know, like your body's doing heavy internal physical things. But I notice that when I hit my menstruation, I'm like good to go. So for me, I really need to rest and recuperate and recover in the luteal phase in the inner fall um whereas some some other people might be still able to function (laughs) better during that phase and they really need to rest during the menstrual phase so another point where we might have some differences there um and yeah i think that's all i had really about the the premenstrual phase unless you had something else you wanted to add in there I heard something really great on a podcast and I cannot for the life of me remember who it was, but they brought this concept of those things that really irk you and bother you and do result in that inner critic during this time, bring it in with you as like your, I'm going to sit with this and solve this like during my, like, this is almost like the problem, not the problem, the intention for my period. And I kind of really love it because it gives you like that that real like, okay, what do I need to let go about this thing? And then like, what's going to be birthed from it on the other side. So I sort of loved that notion. And I kind of do come into my cycle with like, what's the problem we're solving in this one? (laughs) Yes, yes. And so that's, again, another place where we can start to learn to love our cycle. Um, Like you were asking that at the beginning is it's, love doesn't necessarily always mean like puppies and unicorns, right? Like love right. can also be like, wow, like my cycle loves me so much. It's going to uncover these things for me and it's going to make change because we're not going to always be able to be on top of the world about everything, right? Like we need the darkness and the light together. And so being able to accept the darkness, that's actually the gift of this time of the cycle is undoing those cultural norms that we must always be on the light side of everything. And um, I also tie these in. We haven't really talked about this, but I I love this phase because I tie it in with um, archetypal goddesses as well. And I call the one for my inner autumn, the wild woman enchantress. And I just love that feeling of like this wildness, like I'm just going to tear everything apart and like, you know, F the world and everything. And that makes me feel that that sense of freedom of like, I don't have to follow what you're telling me to do anymore. Like I can follow myself. And so, like I said, these can really, these cycles can really connect us to ourselves. And this is a huge component of that is that letting go of expectations. And I think the tension really comes from when we're holding on to the expectations from the world and like, I'm not meeting those expectations. Well, it's like, okay, well then just let go of those expectations. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then what, I mean, we kind of know what to expect obviously in the menstrual cycle, but what do you sort of liken that to and how to approach it and stuff? So that would be the inner winter in the seasons. And so that feels like 
it could feel like a time for deep rest, but also there's this this connection to the bigger sense of the world that we get with this. Um, I think of it like, you know, our summer is like we're very outwardly focused and our winter is very inwardly focused, um, internal on ourselves, but also that feeling of universal oneness. And like you said, it's a great time to like pull those things that haven't been working for you into the, the menstrual time. And then kind of send it out to the universe and be like, I don't have to try and solve this. The universe right. can solve this for me. I don't have to control anything. I'm just going to be open and let something come to me. And it's that a feeling of surrender, really, which, again, is like really scary for us. And so during this phase, um, it can be really great to just let yourself cancel things and take extra time for yourself. Um, like I said, I tend to do this a little bit slightly before the menstrual phase. But like I said, it's, you know, it's not this phase and then that phase. It's like a, a fluid flow into things. Um, and it, it sometimes it doesn't always happen for us that we can do that. And so it's um, it's this process of like, okay, so it's my period, but I have a million things scheduled today. Well, maybe there's one thing that I can cancel today so that I can just lie down for a little bit. Or maybe I can't cancel anything. So instead, I'm going to like make myself a like a really great cup of tea, you know, or things like that. So again, it doesn't have to be like, stop everything. And, um, you know, and I, and I want to add, like, also sometimes we can, there are certain things on our calendar that we can give ourselves permission to show up, not like, woohoo, you know, like there are lots of things where I think that we put a lot more pressure on ourselves to show up a certain way Mm -hmm. when actually we could just show up a lot more tired, Mm -hmm. a lot more inward, a lot more relaxed, you know, so Mm -hmm. cozy. And we, yes. we all have Zoom. We can wear our PJ pants. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we can bring, yeah, we can bring the energy that we have with us and just be mm-hmm. like, this is who I am mm-hmm. in this time, you know, and let the world accept that because it really, the world really does need to start accepting us more as cyclical beings as women. Um, and that's up to all of us to change that, to show up as our cyclical selves so that that paradigm does change for us, but also future generations too. Let's talk about on a couple levels, people who may not have a cycle, because I think that they can still live with this wisdom and these cycles. And if I'm not mistaken, um, probably it also ties in with what the moon is doing as well. Yeah, definitely. So people who don't have cycles, they can still pay attention to the lunar cycle. So that's basically our cycle, our menstrual cycles are 28 days, and that's about the same um, phase as the the moon. And I don't know if they've scientifically tied the moon to our own cycles, but there's pretty good evidence that <laughs> with those 28 day cycles that we're somehow um, very influenced by the moon, you know. And I like to point out too that that men are often associated with sun energy, right? And their hormones cycle on a 24 hour cycle. So in the sun cycles on a 24 hour basis. Makes so much sense. Yeah. So my so husband wakes up every day like. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> yeah, totally. And we're just not like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you don't have a cycle, I tell people to um, use the day one of your cycle would be the the new moon of the lunar cycle. And you can look that up online. And then the ovulation time would correspond with the full moon. And then the ascending energy would be like the waxing moon and the descending PMS time would be like the waning moon. And so you can journal um, and we'll talk about journaling in in a little bit, but you can journal based on that cycle and then just restart again the next time it hits a new moon. And um, when you do this, you'll start to see your cycles based on the moon. And I do have a friend who um, is 
no longer cycling and she was doing it on the moon cycle and she's like oh yeah I totally notice energy like that um so yeah and you'll be you do... you'll be excited to know I'm exactly synced up to the moon so nice. I'm like yeah. I've arrived <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> um yeah and even if we do still have a cycle we're still affected by the moon so even now that I've done so many years of of moon journaling or menstrual cycle journaling for myself I kind of want to go and cycle or like journal on the moon and be like yeah so how does this affect me too you know we have all these overlapping cycles like the seasons and the day and the the moon so yeah it's really cool yeah let's talk about the journaling and what I know you have a great journal I printed it out um and we'll make sure we include a link to it in the show notes because Mm -hmm. it's so thorough Mm -hmm. but talk to me about like how you sort of maybe created the things that we could journal on and then like how you recommend people go about doing it because yeah, you so said two years <laughs> yes so it's um it's more simple than it sounds like I don't want it to sound like a big project to people um so what I did basically was again I just started day one is the first day that you bleed not in counting spotting not including spotting or day one would be the new moon if you're following the lunar cycle and then you just write you know, what are you feeling that day? And so in the journal, um, the PDF that I have, I listed a bunch of ideas that you can keep track of. And some people might feel more drawn to certain things or whatever. So you can include um, physical symptoms, you know, like cramping, bloating, things like that, how tired you are, what what are you drawn to doing? Are you like wanting to go out and go for a run? Or are you wanting to crawl in bed with your PJs? Or are you wanting to sit down and have a heart to heart with a friend or things like that? you know, how social are you? Like, what's your sexual um, energy like? Things like that. Um, Just whatever's notable for the day. There's not really any right or wrong to it. And then you go back and read. Um, So after you do a month, on the next month, you go back and say, I'm journaling on day five or whatever. So I go back and look at the first month I did it. I look at day five um, and I always do it after I write. So I was I'm not just going to say, yeah. <laughs> I need to do it after or I'll be like, yeah. yes, I do feel that way today. Exactly. Yeah. So I would always write my thing and a month a month going by is enough time for you to forget how you felt that day. <laughs> so I would write day five and then I go back and look at last month, day five, or after I had several months, I I go back and kind of read all of them. And sometimes I would have written the exact same sentence from that last month. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is so crazy. And so that's why I feel like, I can't remember the question you asked in the beginning, like how, how do we really connect with ourselves in, in such a deep way? Um, this is really where I came to be like, okay, this is hard proof right here that I have my own cycle, Mm -hmm. that I don't need to follow what anybody else is saying, because this is my inner wisdom, like proof on the paper. This is my inner wisdom. And so that was so cool to see that. And so life-changing. And that's why I wanted to pass this on to other, um, other people because it's so amazing. Um, and then, you can also start to notice your inner season. So in the journal, I also included an idea of inner seasons. And so, you know, like what during your spring, like what do you feel like is best for you? And for me, I feel like lots of physical activity is best for me during my spring. And then in your summer, what do you feel like is best for you? And so you can kind of look at it like that. And so, like I said, we want this to be bottom up, not top down. So I give you a lot of um, framework and ideas for how this this kind of looks just to have some background on it. And now the journaling is your chance to do that bottom up where it's like, okay, now let's see how this actually shows up for me. Yeah, I love it. And then starting to take those micro shifts and really looking at our schedule like proactively and advocating Mm -hmm. for ourselves, because I think Mm -hmm. that's the other thing that we struggle with is we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I have a feeling I'm going to 
be experiencing that or feel that next month, but I really have to say yes to this thing. I really have to do this Mm -hmm. thing. So like, you know, having your own back when you're sitting down with your calendar and mapping out the month to come. Totally. Yeah. And also, um, it becomes so much easier to, to follow yourself after you do this for a while. So don't expect it right away to change. Like I said, because you, you need to build up that proof for yourself. And so I've hit a point now where, um, if I notice my energy tanking at like the end of my cycle, I'm like, oh yeah, here it is, you know? And, um, you know, so I'll I'll, like plan things for that time. You know, I'm not going to like necessarily say no to something I really want to do. But then if it gets to that point where I'm like, I really need to lie down, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to that, you know, because I know how this goes. And I know that if I push too hard during my fall and winter, that I'm not going to have that fun, high energy that I love in the spring and summer. So it's a bit of planning ahead for myself. Um, and it almost takes on a life of its own where that feeling, when I get that feeling, it's like my body just knows what to do. And it's just like, I don't even have to necessarily cognitively process it. I'm just like, okay, this feeling means I need to lie down and I'm going to feel better. And also a gift of this is to know that when you start to feel down or tired or low energy at the end of your cycle, to know that your cycle is going to, your energy is going to come back. Cause I have that proof too. You know, every cycle I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, like day three, day five, day seven, I have so much energy. And so I don't have to worry and be hard on myself of like, oh my God, I'm so tired on day 26. Like I'm never going to feel like I have energy again, which I used, I totally used to feel that way. Like if I was low energy, I was like, I'm never going to get out of bed if I lie down. (laughs) I get in that trap. I'm like, I guess I'm just depressed. I guess I'm just lazy. Like Mm -hmm. that's who I am now, (laughs) but it's literally for like a week and a half. So, um, okay. So here's a question and I'm, I'm, I'm imagining the listener who's like, yeah, but I'm reliable. I follow through on my word. Like I always, if I commit to something I'm going to do it. Even if I don't feel great, what would you say to that person? I would say that's your ego (laughs) (laughs) and ego death is scary. And because we're really scary, (laughs) we're really attached to who we think we are and who the world thinks we are. And just to recognize that that's not true. You know, mm-hmm. who you who you pre- present yourself to the world is not always who you truly are. And this cycle or this process of cycle awareness will help you find out who you truly are. And that's so beautiful, even though it's going to be to feel scary. Um, and it is a death. It is like um, letting go of those things and to accept that and just be like, OK, like if I let go of feeling um, reliable and I I feel like I've let people down that's also my ego just telling me those things or my inner critic. Um, and I, I like an ego death to the the inner autumn phase, the inner critic, um, because that's when I feel like I get the worst like ego death feelings where I'm like, oh my gosh, but I thought I was this way, but I thought I, you know, I need to not let people down or, you know, all those things. And sitting with that fear is so important and also really hard. Oh, so well said. And I'm ready for the ego death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I would love for you to just share like how people can find and connect with you online, find your journal and anything else that you kind of want to leave us as like your, your parting wisdom. So you can find me on uh, my website is wild-moon.org. 
And then my Instagram is at Wild Moon Experiences. That's all one word and all spelled the way you would think it would be. And um, the journal, you said you'd put it in the show notes. But if you go to my website, too, you can sign up for it there. It'll pop up for you. Or there's I think there's multiple places you can sign up for it. Um, also linked in my bio. So you can find it. <laughs> um, and then Parting Wisdom, just journal. Yeah, just go do it. And it ha- it doesn't have to be huge, like three to five sentences. It will change your life if you stick with it and and review those cycles. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I just want to echo that too for people because um, I've been doing it. I like I said, I downloaded your journal prompts and I've been doing it, and I'm very excited about. I, I like love information about my body and about myself, mm-hmm. so. I'm excited for it. And I think that that's how like we can really take this approach of like excitement and curiosity to learn more about ourselves and connect more with ourselves. So Mm -hmm. yes, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for having me on. I love this conversation.